live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis for another edition, your Easter edition this weekend. Hopefully you're having a great Easter weekend wherever you are listening from and hopefully you're enjoying your racing with it as well because there's a lot of great racing happening in this part of the world, in Australia, in New Zealand of course and that New Zealand is what we're going to be talking about today as always on the program and as always our man to take us through the weekend of New Zealand racing is Butch Castles. Uh, happy Easter to you Butch, how's things? Yeah, good thanks, Jordan. Happy Easter to you as well. Had the hot cross buns waiting for the Easter eggs on Sunday, so not a bad sort of a way to spend a long weekend. And, uh, yeah, great racing action coming out of Pukekohe Park and way down south at Riverton in Southland. And this is the, the final group one of the season? Yeah, sure is. This one for the fillies and mares. Uh, capacity field of 16 for the New Zealand Thoroughbred Breeders Stakes, headed up by Mustang Valley, who uh, your listeners all know ran fifth in the Doncaster last weekend. She's jumped on a plane, headed home, and she'll strip a dominant favourite in the Group 1 at Pukekohe Park. All right, let's get stuck into it. We'll have Justin Evans with us a little later on to uh, to chat about uh, what's happening at uh, at Riverton. But first up, it's jockey Warren Kennedy, who's uh, who's very familiar with Pukekohe, and he's with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Morning, Warren. How are you? Uh, morning, gentlemen. I'm very well. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Warren. Butch here. Look, uh, welcome in and a uh, great friend of the show. Last time we chatted, I think, you were uh, about to ride on Auckland Cup Day. A couple of winners, cool change, one of them, and prowess. She was uh, outstanding. Yeah, she really is a fantastic filly, isn't she? That prowess. Um, very nice to see her dominate in Australia. It's really good to be associated with a horse that can go there and and stamp her class and her authority in that sort of jurisdiction. So, very happy all round, really. Yeah, for sure. Right, let's concentrate on Saturday. You got a. Super Booker rides on paper, going through them in the first one for uh, Peter and Dawn Williams, who have been great supporters of yours from day one. You ride a first starter here, Marengo, and he was good at the trials recently. Yeah, he's been very good at the trials. Um, he's a really nice little horse. Um, yeah, pretty bad his draw, but um, he's definitely a horse that, that you can pencil in. He, he's quite decent, and um, we're hoping for a massive run from him. Mm, yeah, the tough draw uh, from there, but uh, sometimes uh, they can get across uh, there at Pukekohe Park, so let's hope so. Race two, I think you're still looking for a run on Aveline from uh, a few weeks ago. She was desperately unlucky, wasn't she? Yeah, absolutely desperately unlucky. She never really got got a chance to get going into the straight. I felt like I had a, a lot of horse underneath me. Um, so, yeah, put a line through that run, really. She should have run much, much closer if not win the race. So she's coming into this. Um, with a massive chance. 2,200 metres, uh, get the impression will suit her as well. She's spread to stay, and uh, as you said, that was 2,100, and um, should have no problem with the 2,200 metres. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, like I said, she, she was desperately unlucky. I felt she would have run a really big race, if not win it, and I think she would have hit the line strong for the 2,200, absolutely no problem. Race three, one that uh, you've had success with, uh, Habana from the uh, Lance Noble stable and uh, Lance doing a great job and you've uh, got that association with Brendan and uh, Joe Lindsay just uh, loves it at Pukekohe Park, two from two, course and distance, so uh, he's got to be awfully hard to beat again, uh, Habana. 
Yeah, he's just he just fast at Pookie. He just loves the track. Um, I think it just suits him. He's a big horse with a big stride, and he, he gets going in that longer straight. Um, also, being the right-hander, I think the time at Sarapa, the left-hander sort of caught him out. He didn't run a, a good race, knowing that he had top weight, but he had his excuses. I don't think he enjoyed the track. And he bounced back last time at Pookie. So, cool, it's a lovely winner, actually a dominant win. So, he definitely looks the horse to beat there, and um, he's doing good. It is... Uh, more of a prep for the Easter coming up. He's probably heading there, but um, yeah, he's he's just done nothing wrong at Pookie, and you can't really look anywhere else. No, he's won three of his last four. He's just flying the horse, including uh, that uh, good win on Boxing Day. Race number four. I was impressed with this one, resuming Pour the Wine. I think you were suspended, uh, Vinny did the riding. You uh, back in the saddle for Peter and Dawn Williams. Yes, it's a big step up in class, but there was just something about that win that looked like there might be plenty of upside to this one. Yeah, definitely is upside to her. She's doing really good at home. I'll, I've been working her this weekend. She, she's thriving. Uh, she's definitely improved. Um, like I said, is a jump up in class, but um, she's a filly that we have thought a little bit of, and... Hopefully she can put her best foot forward and, and run a massive race here as well. Up to 1,400 metres, uh, no problem, Warren. It was uh, the 12 resuming, but the way she ran it out uh, gives the impression that 14, no problem. Yeah, absolutely, and it was on a bit of a sticky track, so um, the 14 should be no problem for you. Race number five, uh, gee, this was impressive resuming. Flame Bird, that was on uh, the uh, Auckland Cup day where you uh, had a bit of a field day. Uh, drawn one, jump and run. There's a little bit of speed in the race. Not a bad field, but uh, gee, the way that uh, Flamebird got the job done on uh, Auckland Cup Day, you'd think it would be very hard to beat again. Yeah, she's probably one of my better rides on the day. I think um, the way she won was just very impressive, resuming, and uh, she's she's thriving at the moment. So she, she's come on quite a bit, and um, yeah, she's, she's definitely a filly that the, the speed on will definitely suit her. She can just set off the speed a little bit, and, and she's got a good kick on her. So, um, yeah, she's probably one of my betters for the day and looking forward to riding her. Mm, is she just a 1,200-metre horse at this stage, or uh, do you think she'll get out to 14 when asked? Yeah, look, 1,200 at this stage. Um, we'll take each bridge as we get to it, but um, for this stage, stick her to the 1,200. She's done nothing wrong there. She, she hit the line very strong, so um, 1,200 looks to be the right trip at the moment. Yeah, and you think uh, safely through this, then the stakes race uh, in a few weeks' time might be uh, on her dance card. Race number six, Luxuriant, was really good in resuming when running second and ran into a pretty smart animal on that occasion in a rating 65 race. Stays in rating 65, and if it could replicate that resuming run, be hard to beat. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the key. She must just replicate that sort of a run behind some decent horses there. So... Um, yeah, she's, she's definitely got a, a, a huge shot. Uh, one of the horses that I think hopefully I can get over the line for Mark Walker. You know? He's been giving me a couple of chances lately and uh, deserves deserves a winner for me. <laughs> yes, he was good resuming and I think uh, the one that beat her on that occasion uh, is a pretty smart uh, horse. Is it in ecstasy? Yeah, yeah, in ecstasy. I reckon yeah. uh, we'll see a fair bit more of her. So the form will stack up all right. Right, cool change. Well, we questioned whether the mile was going to suit her uh, last time, and she was super impressive on uh, Auckland Cup Day at the mile. She gets the mile again against her own sex, set weight sort of a race. She'd uh, have to be a chance on what we saw last time. Yeah, look, we're under no illusions. It's, it is a Group 1 race. There are, there are a couple of horses in there that have Group 1 form, have group form, and, you know, we're under no illusions that 
she's taking a big step up to going group one but a lot of these horses are taking a chance on the last group one hopefully they can get a bit of black top and she's one of them you know um but you can't knock her back the mile last time was a question mark and she handled it extremely well she's changed her demeanor quite a bit she's settled down quite a lot so um she'll give herself every chance I see the tracks uh, come up as a soft five, be perfect. But a little bit of rain, if there was some more rain uh, between now and the race, that wouldn't worry her either, would it? No, it wouldn't. Um, it might actually favour her a little bit. She likes a bit of a thing out the ground. So, um, look, it's pretty clear yeah, and windy today, so the track will probably improve. Um, but you never know what happens tomorrow. We could get a bit of rain. But at the moment, it's pretty clear around where I'm in Caracas. So, for stage like this, it could improve a little bit more. So, um yeah, I don't really worry what the track's like for her. She she seems to handle everything. In the last, uh, look, this one was impressive. Only been to the races twice. It was good on debut. You rode it then. Uh, the win came uh, when you were out, but you're back uh, reunited with Montand. And uh, he looks uh, to have a bit of a future. Yeah, he does. Um, he's probably a horse that's going to be, be looking for more ground uh, later on. But he, he, won, he won very well last time. His first run was really good. He, he finished quite nicely. I was very happy with him and a bit gutted that I was suspended when he ran last time because I thought he had a big chance and he really won. Um, he's a horse that's, that's improving all the while and um, he should be he should be in there with a good chance. Yeah, he looks uh, to have plenty of upside. Right, nice book of rides, uh, Warren. Just uh, talking to you, you were pretty effusive uh, about the chances of uh, Flamebird, Habana, Aveline, among others. Which is the best of them, do you reckon? Uh, I'd probably have to side with Flame Bird and, and Eveline just purely on Flame Bird's last win and Eveline, the way the race mapped out to her, I think she's got um, she's a lot better than that and she'll show that on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Look, thanks for your uh, time. Good luck uh, out there. Safe riding and appreciate uh, your time over Easter to have a catch-up with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Tony, a pleasure, guys. All the best for Saturday. Warren Kennedy with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We'll take a break. On the other side of this, we'll have a chat to TAB presenter Justin Evans. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis here. Butch Castles, as always, on your Easter weekend of racing this particular edition of Breakfast with the Kiwis. A lot happening around this part of the world. The last weekend of Group 1 racing for the season in New Zealand. And the racing at Riverton will preview that right now with TAB trackside commentator Justin Evans on the program. Uh, happy Easter, Justin. How's things? Yeah, g'day, Jordan. G'day, Butch and everybody. Uh, yeah, wonderful to be with you. Uh, things are really good because uh, there's a tragic to uh, call both uh, Saturday and Easter Monday, of course. Easter in New Zealand means racing in Riverton, the traditional Easter two-day meeting, which they've had for years. And, gee, uh, calling there for the last few years, they get along um, in their droves, get their uh, best glad rags on, and hopefully the weather plays its bit because uh, some wonderful fields, Butch, uh, for the feature, uh, particularly the Cup, a big open race. So some good betting opportunities, and uh, I'm sure the racing's going to be great. Yeah, sure is. You get to stay down there, Justin. You uh, enjoy the festivities on the Sunday, or home you go? Well, I uh, the family, actually. I've got a few of the family here with me, so I thought I'd better uh, pop back and spend a bit of time with them rather than uh, being uh, in some Riverton pub, which would have been great uh, with a few of the locals. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought I'd get in trouble otherwise. <laughs> a bit of family time, so home between the races. 
Yeah, we don't need to get in trouble, right? Let's have a look at some of these better races on the card. I thought we'd go to race two to start with. And uh, those in the market towards the top of the book, Henry Huber, Tap and Go, uh, who've both uh, won their last couple and Zoolander always there or thereabouts. Awfully tough race, Butch. It's going to be one of those races where they've got uh, probably four, five, six winning chances. Look, Henry Hubbard's flying. He's uh, airborne. He just uh, keeps sweeping past uh, them. He is up to 60 kilos. Uh, going great. He's a winning chance. Zoolander's going great. Number four for the Pittmans have got three in the race. Tap and Go's going great. He's another looking for a hat-trick. Look, it's very difficult. I'm with Zoolander, number four, but no real confidence about the order here. Four, one Henry Hubbard, two Tap and Go. If the track got really wet, uh, currently sitting on a heavy eight, but no rain forecast for the next day or two, number five, Zach Blake, yes, Smokey, probably looking for uh, quite a deep track. Mm, race number five, nice race this for the Phillies and Mears. They've persisted with this race for uh, some time and they've got a, a really good field assembled. I think those in the market, the Radiant one and Amber Echo are the two favourites, but I didn't think the chances ended there. No, in fact, I've got another mirror on top here. A mirror I absolutely love. Uh, sister to Legato. Uh, Eminon, uh, number two. Gee, not many have got a heart as big as uh, this girl, I could tell you. She's uh, got plenty of ticker, and she was able to uh, really uh, uh, pull on all that intestinal fortitude last start at Rickerton to really stick the neck out and, and get them. I think she's well-placed here. She won here last year at this meeting, so she's won from one at Riverton. She always gives you a great sight. She handles all sorts of tracks, 1,400 fine. And she's in very well, obviously, as one of the two top-rated horses in the race at the set weight. So, look, at Eminon for me, Fiery Red will run well. Uh, the Radio One's a winning chance, and Amber Rico's got to be respected. But I think Eminon will give you a great sight, Butch. Two, three, five, one. You alluded to it before, uh, race seven, the Carrier's Arms Hotel, Riverton Cup, the feature, 65,000 up for grabs. Really good field uh, here right from the top. Exchange, Humbucker as a thought, Dunhill, Prince Albie, an up-and-comer. I, I really struggled with this. I thought it was a super field. You're really competitive uh, race, isn't it? Uh, I'm with it as a thought, number three, Amir, who's probably been one of the leading uh, southern stayers when it comes to Southland at Otago for the last couple of years. Of course, she's a well-bred mare, uh, being a half to um, a mighty mare, an Avon Targe. So, look, she's done a good job. Very different mare to Avon Targe, of course. But as I thought, she's, um, I think, done a good job and, and can go close to winning this year. She got very close to winning this last year. She missed by a lip. It was a titanic finish last year. Wannabe in Paris, the great front runner who's back to defend the crown in again this year. And she just held out, as I thought, Together, so as a thought, uh, gets a real chance to go one better. She's been in good form. She does have a zero next to her name, but that was the Wellington Cup. They, they tested the waters and threw in uh, the deep end up there. She wasn't too bad. Uh, she was only beaten six lengths. And uh, obviously what was a bit of a slog up there at the two miles at Trentham. Freshened up. She goes well in that uh, state. I know her trainer, Lisa Vaughan, very happy with her. Corey Campbell rides. He's got a great association with her. She's going to get a great run. She's drawn one. I think she goes close. The big up-and-comer, though, is Prince Albie, number 10. He's a horse with all sorts of potential. Uh, when he's won, he's looked exceptionally good. I know his trainer, Kelvin Tyler, the number one stable at Ribbit in their home track, he's got a very big rap on Prince Albie. He's the horse who has got it all before him. So you either go with the horse who's been there, done that, uh, like as a thought, or will you go with the, the up-and-comer who's uh, got plenty of talent, Prince Albie. So I'm 310 for Dunhill and seven want to be in Paris, who, of course, won it last year.
Yeah, I reckon we chatted with Kelvin Tyler on this show last year and he might have suggested that Prince Albie could be as good as he'd had a saddle on. So that was a big wrap uh, even all that uh, 12 months ago. And uh, look, he's won two of his last three and uh, when he's good, he's pretty damn good, all right. Race 8, the Riverton Rural Transport. Saban Kirkland has Sea Shepherd here. Bailey Rogerson down claiming. I thought it'd be hard to beat on its last win. Yeah, well, I liked him last start. She made it the middle of the day when he um, got home last start. Albeit a promoted win, Butch. It was a funny old race, that one, when uh, the winner, and she got tossed out yeah. because the jockey uh, didn't weigh in, uh, of all things. And C. Shepard, who uh, copped a little bit of a knock in the straight anyway, was just beaten. But anyway, we, we'll take it. Bit of the day, we've got him out. Look, he's just about <laughs> the bit of the day again here. He's going to be very, very hard to beat, C. Shepard. He's uh, just on the up. He won third and fourth last prep. I think he could probably do the same. He's a pretty decent horse. And what I would say to the punters, if it keeps raining or if there's rain on the day, just keep putting it on. The wetter, the better. He absolutely swims. He's one of those horses with a real high knee action. So wetter, the better for him. Uh, but even at the soft, he's going to be pretty hard to beat. Yes, yeah, so he's clearly on top. Uh, eight, seven and five behind him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought he was so hard to beat as well. Uh, the last, always nice to have the winner of the last uh, in the quaddy. Which way did you go in a big old field for the commentator to round out the day? It's a huge field, isn't it? There's about 500 chances here, but number eight, <laughs> the Grey Goose, uh, I think is the one that a few video watchers will be all over the Grey Goose. She's one of those fillies that has caught the eye. She won here on debut at Riverton, and then she was chucked in the deep end, three black-type races. Stiff in the Gould Guineas, the Black Booker. Completely forget she went around in the Southland Guineas when she circled the field mid-race. At last start, another Black Booker at a hot Phillies race behind Romancy the Moon, who, of course, went on to win the uh, Levin Classic. So that's very good uh, form. And anybody watching the tapes would have seen the work the Grey Goose did late in that race. I think she's a filly with a fair bit of upside and a fair bit of ability. So I'll tip her very open way to end the day. So I'll tip her and another one for the funders I'll get in there, which I'm very keen on a two-year-old in the first who I see the bookies have only opened second favourite. I think they might have got it wrong with the stable mate. Number three, Lady Sass. I think the funders will get up on a winning note. She's about $4 at the moment. I'll be taking that race one, number three. Good on you, Justin. Uh, I'll be going to do exactly that when we get off the radio show. Go and have a little bit on Lady Sass. Have a great weekend calling down there. I know they do it well at Riverton. Uh, enjoy yourself. Yeah, thanks, Butch, and uh, happy punting, everyone. Justin Evans with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis to round out our program for this Easter edition. Thank you very much, Justin. Butch, uh, a big weekend of racing coming up both uh, in New Zealand and, of course, in Australia as well with plenty of New Zealand representation in Sydney. Uh, enjoy the weekend of racing coming up, mate. It'll be, uh, it'll be a great one. Yeah, sure will. Kiwis to the fore in the Oaks with Penny Wicker, Levante in the Queen of the Turf Stakes, and we've got uh, Ethereal Star in the Percy Sykes as well. So let's hope that run continues. That's it for this edition of Breakfast with the Kiwis. Have a safe weekend. Hopefully you get fed much chocolate over the next couple of days, and we'll catch you again this time next week for more Breakfast with the Kiwis.